Hey everybody, it's Damara West. I am founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman. I am delighted that you have tuned into our podcast today. I have an amazing treat today. The powerhouse woman that I'm going to be interviewing, uh, you are going to learn so much from and you're going to want to eat everything that she offers through her Partake brand. And we're going to be talking about that and all things related to her work in just a minute. But before I formally introduce her, I just want to say briefly, if you've never heard about Be Well Beautiful Woman, our work is all about creating an inclusive platform for female leaders and entrepreneurs to help them to prioritize wellness so that they can live joyously, live abundantly, while we also support them on their business journey. Um, so even though we are working to be inclusive, one of our values is really about ensuring that we are leaning into equity. And right now is the time for us to do that. In fact, every day is a time for us to do that. And with everything going on in the world, we're gonna be offering what's called a Healing Into Power series. That's gonna be July 8th through the 16th. We have some amazing folks on the lineup. It's gonna be one of those times that not only are we serving women, but we're serving anyone who identifies as black. So that is women, that's men, that's non-conforming gender identities. We will have a space for you. We're gonna be covering anything from um, like ancestral trauma to, um, and I'm, I'm having a brain fart this morning, anything from manifestation to when the oppressed becomes the oppressor to using our voice to tell our stories. There's going to be some amazing workshops and that is a free offering that we have once again, July 8th through the 16th. So make sure that you sign up for our e-news at bewellbeautifulwoman.com so that you'll be in the know about that offering. You're also welcome to email us right now as we speak if you want to inquire about that, that experience at info at bewellbeautifulwoman.com. So without further ado, I want to take this moment to introduce this amazing powerhouse. If you have not heard of Partake Brands, I want you to hit social media right now. We're gonna be talking about ways that you can follow them. Um, it's an amazing platform, an amazing brand, and it's certainly something that you want to tie into if you haven't already done that. So Denise Wooder is the founder, CEO of Partake, a line of allergy-friendly snacks inspired by her daughter's experience with food allergies. Since launching in July, 2017, Partake's first product, delicious, nutritious, allergy-friendly cookies, can be found in over 2,500 retailers, including Target, Sprouts, and Whole Foods Market. The company has been featured by People, Black Enterprise, and Entrepreneur, and in June of 2019, she closed a seed round of funding led by Jay-Z's Marcy Venture Partners. Prior to launching Partake, Denise spent a decade in consumer packaged goods at various Fortune 100 companies. Most recently, she held the title of Director, National Sales in Coca-Cola's Venturing and Emerging Brands Division. Denise holds a Bachelor of Arts from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and an MBA from Arizona State University. She lives in Jersey City with her husband, Jeremy, and their five-year-old daughter, Vivian. Denise, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes, absolutely. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, so you started Partake Foods based on a need to ensure your daughter could have delicious snacks that wouldn't cause her to have adverse reactions. It's clear that your passion has fueled your purpose. Talk to us about, what, about why passion and purpose are so important. I think that entrepreneurship is often very glamorized. You see the press releases about the fundraising and the additional doors that people are bringing on and the celebrity partnerships, 
And that is less than 1% of the business. Most of the business has been like loading up my car full of cookies and going door to door to sell them into natural food stores. It's been being told no time and time again by potential retailers, by potential investors. It's such a grind. Like since I've had the idea for Partake in 2016, there has not been one day that I have not worked on the business. And so I think oftentimes people don't mention that part of the story. And if you're not doing it out of passion and because you truly believe this is what you're here to do and because you believe in the mission of whatever it is you're working on, you will burn out because there's not enough like potential for money or potential for celebrity partnership in the world, I think, to make somebody keep going through through the journey of entrepreneurship entrepreneurship without a personal passion for, for what they're doing. Yeah. So this is key, right? Because, you know, for you to say that since 2016, when this idea was birthed, there has not been one day, <laughs> not one day, you have not worked to um, cultivate your business in some shape or form. And not only have you worked tirelessly since 2016 and, and to help us to get to know the brand that we know today, but also there was a lot of rejection that you experienced, right? And so, you know, there's something about being so sure of where you're going that you're, you don't allow that rejection to interfere with your destination. Um, and so I wrote a blog post not too long ago that said, um, it was titled, How Bad Do You Really Want It? Because I think the essence of what you're saying is just that, right? At the end of the day, do we really understand what it's gonna take to launch what we wanna launch and and do we have the spirit to keep moving in the moments when we're going to inevitably face rejection? I think that hits the nail on the head. Yes, yes. Okay, great. So you're in many major retailers, which is amazing. Uh, and I know that wasn't a small feat, right? When you talk about going door to door, facing rejection. Um, so knowing that this was not easy to do, how were you successfully able to pull this off? And what advice do you have for others who are trying to break into the big chains? I will say, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, but be prepared for it to be a long journey. So specifically with a couple of our retail partners, um, Target, we just launched there nationally last month, which is amazing. So thankful for that partnership. But it's been a long time in the making. I met them at the in the bathroom line of Expo West, which is a big natural foods trade show in 2017 when I had Ziploc bag samples of our cookies. And it's been consistently staying in touch with them, showing that our business is continuing to gain traction and move in the right direction. Um, so I, I think that sometimes people think a lot of these partnerships are often like cultivated very quickly, but it takes a lot of time and relationship building, particularly if you're working with less resources. So for us, you know, we didn't have a fancy sales hire. We couldn't afford a broker. We couldn't afford to attend a lot of the like Expo West and Expo East and have a huge booth. And so we had to like get scrappy about how we were going to approach these retailers. And similarly with Whole Foods, um, the way that we got into our first region of Whole Foods in 2018 was I went on LinkedIn and I looked for every single person with the title category manager in their job title on LinkedIn. And I cold emailed every single one of them until somebody pointed me into the right direction of a person that could help me. Wow. Wow. I mean, you're, you're relentless, right? And so when you talk about being scrappy, which I feel like we need to, I've been seeing this more and I may have even seen you write a post about being scrappy in business. Um, what has that really meant for you outside of what you've already shared with us? I think it's just this idea of doing more with less 
but not to the detriment of your business. Like one thing that's been important for me as we've been building Partake and is something I think I learned from my time at Coca-Cola is that brand is everything. And brand isn't just a product. Brand is every email you send out, every inter- every like interaction you have with a person at a trade show, every piece of packaging or marketing collateral you put into the world, you want it to be professional and to represent who you are and what your company stands for. And I think it's all those different touch points are, are what build a brand. And so while we've been scrappy in terms of doing things with a small amount of people or a small amount of money, I do like make it a big point to have like everything that is facing the consumer and that's going to touch our end customer be cohesive and to really paint the picture of what who we are and what we're trying to do. Yeah, so there's such intention um, that I hear how, in how you described it, right? And like this, this intention to operate in excellence, even though, right? Because oftentimes when we think about excellence, we may equate that to a dollar amount, right? And I think what you're saying is, is that, you know, money is certainly important. And, and the reality is, is that when you're just starting out and you don't have access to the capital that you may need, we've got to be able to maximize what we have. And through this intentional work that you did, I mean, it landed you years later with all these really phenomenal opportunities. That is exactly right. I think that excellence comes in showing up as your best self and putting your best foot forward every single moment of every single day, which is hard and exhausting, but it is so important. And I think the fruits of, uh, of people's labor show up, you know, oftentimes months or, or years later. Yes, yes, absolutely. A lot of times we, we think that someone has reached instant success. And a lot of times, uh, until we know the backstory, and there's always a backstory, um, there's been a lot of toiling that had to happen in order to get to that destination point. And even then, it's still a journey, right? Because, you know, only being in your five years into your business, four years into your business, um, th- there's so much more in store. And so what more do you want for Partake Foods? So what I want for Partake is I think of brands like Annie's Organic and how you can walk down a grocery store aisle and they have a presence in nearly every aisle of the store. That's what I want for Partake, to create a platform brand that doesn't just make cookies and doesn't just make snacks. I think, you know, there's a need for for allergy-friendly foods across multiple categories. And, And so our goal is as we grow to continue to innovate and create additional products and to also continue to have a positive social impact um, on our community and the people around us. Yes, yes, I can see it. Like I can really see it. Um, And I'm so excited about that because I know that it's coming. Um, I've been doing a lot of work around manifestation lately. And um, that's going to be one of the things that we focus on on the Healing into Power series. And just this idea that when we are operating, even though it can be really difficult, particularly with with what the world is faced with, right? With George Floyd's murder and Breonna Taylor and the countless other lives that we have lost as a result of um, racism in this country. Country, right? So it can be hard to like lean into our power in particularly in times like this. And it becomes that much more important for us to do this because if we're not leaning into our power and vibrating at the highest level, then we're not actually opening ourselves up to all that the creator has for us. Right. And so um, can you talk to us a little bit about how manifestation has played out in your own life? Yes, I, I don't actually talk about this very openly. I don't think I've ever talked about this in like a podcast or an interview, but I'm like such a big believer in manifestation and putting your big dreams out there and putting positive energy out there and 
I don't want to say expecting that it will come to you, but kind of expecting and believing and, and truly believing that it will come to you. And I, I've seen it come to action in my life so many times. Like I grew up in a tiny town in North Carolina to parents who didn't graduate from high school. Like anything on paper would not suggest that I should be where I am today. And hopefully there's much, much more in our future. But I credit a lot of that to, to just manifestation and like just blessings that we that have in favor that has come my way along this journey. I love that, right? So I'm glad that you got to shed light on that topic during our um, podcast. And I knew for certain, I was, you know, kind of going on my intuition that more than likely manifestation has played a major role in your life. And so thank you so much for gifting us with that. All right. So your first seed round of funding was hugely successful, including obtaining an investment of a million dollars from Jay-Z's venture capital company, Marcy Venture Partners. Getting funding for Black businesses is still deeply trying. Um, I just read something that said that, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but that we get less than 2% of venture capital funding and Black women get about 1% of that. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think the last stat I saw was less than half a percent of venture capital funding goes to Black women while we're the group starting businesses at the highest rate, which is just like mind-blowing but unfortunately it's, not surprising right now not at all and it's a travesty and I know that we're actively working to solve that we meaning folks that look like us um, but regardless right you have this million dollar investment that you received from Jay-Z's venture capital company and um, I'm just curious about how your funding journey has manifested and what tips you have for others to be in a strong position to obtain funding Sure. I think, um, you know, talk to as many people as possible because the introduction to Marcy actually came through a friend of a friend who has nothing to do with investing. And like, I wouldn't have ever expected would have been how like our, our seed realm came to be. But I was all, I was sharing very openly that we were fundraising with any person who would listen. I think particularly as black women, it's important to know your numbers inside out because, you know, a lot of times like, of the other pieces of the story may wear a gender or may wear a color, but the numbers don't. And so if you can go in and you know your business inside out and you have the right metrics, I, I think that removes um, hopefully some of the bias to, depending on, on which potential investor you're dealing with. Um, I think just like mentally preparing yourself for it. You know, I hadn't really ever struggled with like anxiety or just like feelings of depression and like anything like that in my life before, but the fundraising journey really tested me to my core to continuously like have to have to run the business every day and then continuously hear no after no after no is definitely really trying. Yeah, but you did it. You did it. And, um, and you didn't stop. You just kept talking about it. You kept showing up and your spirit just did not um, flounder in the midst of that. So how were you able to maintain that strength? You know, I think a large part of it is that it goes back to your first question about like you being passionate about what you're doing. And like, I started this company for my baby and there was nothing. Like, I know we don't have the perfect product and we don't have, like, there's still work on everything that, that we could be doing. But I believed so much that there was a need for, for what we were doing that I was not willing to stop. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that so much. Okay, so, you know, I've been following you for a while. I have witnessed how you use your platform to work in solidarity towards the Black Lives Matter movement in support of Black-owned businesses and more. Tell us why it's important for us to use our brand, our platform, to raise issues that are important to humanity. 
And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, this is not a race issue. It's a humanity issue. And I think as a person and as a business with any sort of platform and any sort of privilege, it's just your right, as, like, it's your, it's your duty as a human being to speak up for what's right, to speak up for those who aren't getting the same um, – I don't even know the word. I feel like I'm having a brain fart now. The, the two aren't getting the same access to, to capital and access to resources and things that should not be denied anyone. I, I think it's just your responsibility as a human being to, to speak up on those things. Yeah. So what advice do you have for people that will that shy away from that, that have fear about using their platform, you know, as a black business owner to shed light on these issues that are deeply impacting humanity across all kinds of intersections of identity. Right. Um, and so for people who are afraid to do that, what do you have to say to them? I think. You know, I would just challenge those folks to look inside their self and think about what they really trans, like what they stand for and, and what side of history they want to be on. Like, I think we're in a very pivotal moment in our history right now. And I don't want my daughter 10 years from now to ask me like, mommy, during that time, what did you do? And me say I was too scared to say anything or stand up for what I believed in. Um, so I would just like challenge those folks to, to really have some serious introspection because I think we're in a place where like being silent is being complicit. Yes. So this is so good. I've been working as a diversity, equity, and inclusion practitioner for more than 15 years. And um, I was just talking to a client of mine last week. And what I said to this client was, uh, it's, it was a white client that I was talking to. And I said, you know, one of the things that I, I think is so important is that this recognition that it does take courage to lean into this, right? But at the end, it used to be a time where we would think, well, if we're not actively working to change the trajectory of history, then we're not really a part of the problem. But the reality is, is that a by, being a bystander and not actively engaging and being anti-oppressive, we are actually helping to perpetuate the system. Now, we have all kinds of reasons, particularly because of our lived experience as Black people and how we've been socialized um, to feel as if we can't really mobilize forward. And the reality is, is that for all of us, if we're not mobilizing actively, then we are connected to the problem, which is in part what you said. If your daughter were to ask you 10 years from now what you did, and if you said you didn't do anything, then shame on you, right? Shame on you. And so, you know, what it comes down to is that when we don't act, at the end of the day, can we live with that? Can we really live with what it means to not act in a place that is going to help propel this movement forward for us all? So um, that was really, really important. So I'm sure that you love, love, love every item in the Partake brand. Um, but I'm curious about your absolute favorite, and I want to know what your baby's absolute favorite is. So she and I both share in the fact that we are chocolate lovers. So we have a triple chocolate soft baked cookie. So it's a chocolate base with chocolate chips and candy coated chocolates inside. So for both of us, it is give us all of the chocolate. Oh my gosh, I need to go to Target right now and get this triple threat cookie. <laughs> right now, it sounds amazing. My mouth is watering, literally. Well, Denise, we have actually come to the end of this interview. It goes by so fast. And I want to make sure that our folks can stay in touch with you. So how can they go about doing that? Sure. So you can learn more about Partake Foods and follow along on our journey across social media. We're on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Partake Foods with an S. And then you can follow along my journey personally um, on Instagram at DG Woodard, W-O-O-D-A-R-D. 
Wonderful. I'm going to be following you right after I get off this call. Um, I am so, so, so pleased with the time that I spent, all the things that you shed light on today. You have been an immense gift. Um, and I'm really looking forward to continuing to watch your journey. So folks in the Be Well Beautiful Woman tribe, I love y'all so much. I appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you check out that Healing Into Power series and register today and share it with every single Black person you know. It's a virtual platform so we can all access it all over the world. And we want to make sure that we don't turn anyone away, which is why we are offering this series free. And if you haven't already, make sure that you are following us on social media at the letter Be Well Beautiful. That's our Twitter and Instagram. Our Facebook page is Be Well Beautiful Woman. And until next time, everybody, Ashe. Thank you so much, Damara. Yeah, thank you. You were amazing. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day and week, and I look forward to staying in touch. Yes, yes, me too. All right, take it easy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.